I got promoted to chief engineer of all things on Earth. Oh, you're a brave man. My colony needs brave humans like you. I know it may sound crazy for me to say this, but I feel like we were destined to meet here on Paradiso 12, on this perfect clothing optional beach. And you've made quite an impression on my imperial concubines. Uh, yeah. And they're quite impressive too. Those are some breathtaking H2O molecules. Then please, join us as we cavort in the oleaginous surf. Let us help you get that uniform off, my brave chief engineer. The quick release cord is right under my left armpit, but you can start at the neck, sure. Oh, your skin is so soft. That crown really brings out the purple and green in your eyes, princess. You can just call me Pancakes. Okay, Pancakes. Uh, I hope this isn't a problem for you, but it's been a while since I've had a roll in the hay. I know. You're so busy saving Earth with all your mechanical engineerings that you haven't given yourself time for pleasure. Yeah, that's uh, definitely the reason. So, uh, where did you get a name like Pancakes? Is all the royalty on your world named after human foods, or do they just call you that because you're so sweet? <laughs> <laughs> so big and strong and funny, too. I can't wait to bring you home to... <gasps> John! I've just had a terrible realization. What's wrong? If you return with me to become the supreme emperor of Planet Coital Embrace, then all your people on Earth will perish. And it will be my fault. No. No. Not really. They're fine. They'll be fine. I couldn't live with myself if I stole away Earth's greatest hero simply for my insatiable lusty pleasure. Oh, sure you could. No, John. No. Your place is on Earth, and mine is with my people. Maybe your people could come over? There's plenty of room. And since we are doomed to part, we'll just have to experience a lifetime's worth of pleasure in one night. Let me have you for just one Earth rotation, John. All to myself. And my Imperial concubines, of course. I don't do anything without my girlfriend. Wow. You really know your way around a quick release cord. Please, John, please allow me to use you for my selfish pleasure just this one time. I guess just this one time. <laughs> hey, don't worry, ladies. There's plenty of me to go around. Oh, wow. Hey, uh, Princess, what's that noise? Is that your phone or something? I hear nothing but the thunder of my three hearts beating in anticipation of the hot, innocent, super sexy, dirty things I'm going to let you do to me. Okay, then. Uh... Hey, maybe we should go somewhere else before this gets sticky? There's all this sand. You talk too much, John. Right? Sorry? Of course you are. You're a loser. Whoa, you're one of these dominant types, I guess. Somebody's gotta wear the hydro britches in this relationship. Turn over, man slug. I will have my incestuous way with you. Wait, what? Incest? Uh, does that mean something different on your planet? We- Ow! Usually call this... Stop wiggling, loser! You can't even do this right, can you? Susan! What are you doing here? Shut up, loser. This is only gonna hurt for about... 15 minutes. Physically, I mean. The mental anguish will never go away. <laughs> okay, just what the frit is going on? Shut up, loser! Judy! What are you doing here? Oh, uh, th th this isn't what it looks like. I just met these Embrace Detroits, I swear. Wait, hang on, why am I apologizing to you? You left me. 
for the other me. Because the new you is so much cooler than the you you duh. Just shut up, loser. Shut up, loser. Shut up, loser. Commander, where did you come from? Ow! Please, help me. Oh, that's just what we're going to do, John. Restrain him. Ah! Help! Someone, please! These electro braces, ah, they really hurt! They won't zap you if you stop squirming. Stella Rays, my hero! Oh, you must be here to rescue me. Aw, that's cute. Now hold still and let us do our thing, loser. Us? Wait, thing? Did you honestly think this gorgeous Amazon of the sanitation department showed up here to have sex with you? <laughs> but, yeah, if you're not here to, then, then what are you, are you going to do with me? Ow! Oh, settle down now, Johnny boy. Mrs. F? What is happening? Just stop struggling. That's a good lad. It'll be so much easier if you hold still. What? What's easier? Help! It's such a bother when someone insists on wiggling around like a petitian twitchworm when you're trying to devour them whole! Ah! Someone help me! Please! Sorry! Your sanitation! You're supposed to stop people getting eaten! Don't, don't you swear an oath or something? Please! What in the 65 sons of Subatron was that about? Good morning, Jeffrey John! Can ever deduce from the ceasing of the alarm clock that friend John has awakened and is ready to be commencing his Sunday? Other has made many, many preparations for the experiencing of this day with friend John. Other has constructed the human brunch. Other's flexicles are quivering in anticipation. Will friend John be long in emerging? Just give me a minute, Althar. God, I'm gonna need some coffee. Oh, Althar has secured many brunching foods with which to perform celebration of the human Sunday. As it is said on Earth, those who are working hard must be brunching harder. Champagne membranes! Drink champagne! Got membranes! Uh, Althar, could you turn it down just a little bit? Oh, the intercom settings have too much loudness. No, not the intercom. Just, can you just dial back the enthusiasm a couple notches until I've had some coffee? I'm not a morning person. Does Frenditon not exist during the morning hours? But then who has been consuming the breakfasts of Alvar? I exist during the morning, all right. I'm just not happy about it. Some of us humans need a little longer to get our engines revved up. Oh, no! Alvar's researchings have been inadequate! Alvar has failed to procure an revving mechanism for the brunch! Alvar must apologize for his omission! Uh, no, Althar. Althar will dispose of these pancakes and java cups. Much laughing will be had at Althar for his foolishness. Pancakes? Is that what I'm smelling? Well, that explains a few things. If friend John is willing to wait, Althar can be dashing up to Honest Zwisnarp's refurbished component shack for a jump jet 4500, and then there will be a proper human brunching! What? No, Althar, humans don't have engines. We're made of meat. I was using metaphors again, sorry. You got it right the first time. Brunch is a food thing. You did a great job. Well, uh, maybe I should reserve judgment until I taste it, but uh, don't throw anything away. I'll be right out. Brunch is the perfect way to start a Sunday. Oh, I cannot wait to be committing the brunch with his dear friend John. Elation! Friend John, Althar is 
now retreating behind the curtain of privacy, but he is leaving behind the fresh pot of Java. It awaits Fred John on the hot plate, which is keeping it at 363 Kelvins exactly for the branching, for the consummation of the Sunday. And now Arthur will prepare the mimosa. As it is said on earth, the sun is over the yard on somewhere. But Arthur has not checked the attitude of the fairgrounds to determine if this is locally the case. One moment, please. Pancakes and erections. I feel like I'm a teenager again. Gemini Collision Works presents Life with Althar. Episode 9. Everything Althar always wanted to know about sex, but humans keep running away before he can ask. Hmm. Hey, Althar. I'm sorry I was such a grouch earlier. These pancakes are delicious. As a rule, I really shouldn't be communicating with anybody until I've had at least two cups of coffee. It is of no trouble, friend John. And Althar is sorry also that he was unable to locate a yard arm. Can friend John explain further the grouchiness? The communication is inadvisable because humans must jump-start their engines, which are not real engines, but are instead made of meat. Well, that's kind of in the ballpark. Uh, not a real ballpark, but that's roughly the right idea, yeah. Hmm. And so, to accomplish the jump-starting, the Sunday is to be initiated with coffee? Every day is to be initiated with coffee. I usually have a couple. I'm checking my emails first thing in the morning, and then by the time I'm done with that, I'm a little more ready to deal with people. That's what revving up my engines means. Does that make sense? Very little, friend John, but Alvar is certain he will be getting the hang of it one day. Speaking of emails, I've been getting some weird ones lately. I must be on the spam list or something. DJWFB seeks hydro unit for a refreshing dynamic mix-up. I'm not even sure what that means. Each human day is initiated with the coffee or cup of joe, which accompanies the checking of the emails, and only after these are concluded is interaction acceptable. Well, that's just me. We're not all the same. There are humans that wake up bright-eyed and full of energy. Those humans are what the rest of us like to call annoying. There's lots of different morning routines. Some people will start the day with exercise, some just get ready for work and out the door as fast as they can, and then on our days off, most humans like to relax and stay in bed as long as possible. Hmm. Friend John must forgive Alvar, but this practice sounds very tedious. What activities of interest can be performed in the bed if one is not asleep? Well, there's, uh, there's, it's, okay, I don't want to be a human stereotype, but morning sex is pretty much the best way to start the day. Morning sex? Humans perform the sex to grieve for their departed ones? No. Well, sometimes. But no, I meant the time of day kind of morning. It's just, you know, sometimes you wake up and it's go time. Oh, and what is the destination for the go time, please? No, there's no... It's just, you know, it's time for sex. Alva does not know! Alva has been trying most strenuously to understand the human sexual mores, but they are so very complex and shrouded with enigma. Every time Alpha begins to think he is grasping the handle of them, he encounters more confusion. It seems that humans are having thoughts of the sex during much of their waking hours, and yet they do not wish to speak of it, except by using the idioms, which 
As Frenchel must have been noticing, are not always within the wheelhouse of Elthar. It's not just our waking hours, but yeah, human sex stuff can get pretty complicated. It's not your fault you're confused, it's plenty confusing for us too, and we're the ones doing it. I guess it's kind of a sticky subject. <laughs> Is French John making a messy joke? Dirty joke. A little one, yeah. Ah! Can French John explain it to Althar, please? Oh, uh... Oh, thank God. Hello? Hey, John! I've got a situation down here, and I needed some, uh, emergency maintenance work ASAP. Oh, you called the wrong number, Chip. This is my personal phone. You want the WSS line. It's my day off. Yeah, no, I called you on purpose. This is more of an uh, off-the-books kind of situation, and I think you're the one for the job. Should be quick. Off-the-books how? If you're having robot union problems, you're on your own. I'm not spending my one day off getting yelled at for having a skin. No, it's... Well, I guess you could call it a robot problem, but I promise it's not a union thing. It's... Kind of a drinks machine thing. Look, just come down here and I'll explain it. Chip, how many times do I have to say it? It's my day off. And French John has much to explain to Alvar about the human sexing, Mr. Frinko. On the other hand, how can I refuse a friend in need? I'll be right up. Sorry, Althar, we'll have to have that talk another time. Duty calls. Oh, but Althar had hopes that he might finally accomplish an understanding of the human sex. It is a disappointment. Yeah, sorry, but Chip needs my help. What can I say? Besides, I might not even be the best human to explain sex in the first place. It's not like I've been having a lot of it lately, ever since Judy and I stopped seeing each other. Humans can choose not to perceive one another? This is an ability unheard of by Althar. It is most unfortunate that they cannot use this skill on Althar, or his studies would be of much less difficulty. And the termination of visual contact between humans, this is also the end of the sexing between them? Yes. Well, uh, uh, usually, that's one of the complicated parts. Listen, I'm gonna go see what Chip wants, okay? We can finish this some time that is definitely not soon. Oh, do not worry, French John. There will be plenty of time for continuing the discussions. The brunch of Alvar is bottomless. Yeah, okay, Althar. I'll see you in a little while. Oh, watch where you're going, you big ape. Ah, get away. How rude. You're the one lunging out of doorways at people. Uh, sorry, Mrs. F. I'm just a little jumpy. Slept weird. Bye. Now, what was that all about? I'll never understand the hurry these bipeds are always in. Or is he finally cracking under the pressure? Welcoming to you, Mrs. Frondrinex! Would you perhaps wish to join Althar in the brunching? Oh, that sounds lovely! What is it, a kind of sport? No, it is the meal that is commencing the human Sunday. Alvar must confess that he did not think to prepare any items suitable for consumption by Fukunari, but perhaps a sparkling water would make appropriate substitute for the human mimosa? Oh, don't you worry about that, Althar. A mimosa would hit the spot right about now. Mrs. Frontronex, the human mimosa contains the juice of oranges. Is it the custom of Mrs. Frontronex to be consuming extractions from fellow plant beings? Well, not normally, dear. No, you're quite right. But the juice of oranges is a different matter entirely. I've never liked those smug little bastards. Oh, then please be enjoying the mimosa of Elvar. 
the arrival of Mrs. Frontradax is most fortunate. Now, Althar will not be forced to abandon his brunchings due to the unexpected departure of Friend John. The brunching is not a solitary activity, according to Althar's researches. Well then, it was very inconsiderate of Johnny to go leaving you in the lurch like that, wasn't it? I don't know about that boy sometimes, really. Oh, Althar does not take the offense, Mrs. Frondrenux. Althar admires greatly the helpfulness and generosity of Friend John. Friend John is frequently making assistance to all his many friends on the fairgrounds, even when the assisting turns out to cause Friend John discomfort or danger. Which is often. And it is possible that the interruption of the Sunday of Friend John will conclude swiftly, and then Friend John will return to complete the brunching. And the explaining to Althar of human sex practice. Human sex? I should think you'd already have learned all there is to know about it, dearie. It's practically all they think about, as far as I can see. Dreadfully boring. Althar is not disagreeing, but the sex and the romance are of great cultural importance to humans, so Althar believes that a deeper understanding of these will be of much usefulness in his work. What's there to understand? They're constantly trying to climb on top of each other. Or any other sentient they can find. Present company accepted, of course. But they don't stop there, no. They'll try to pollinate absolutely anything. Inanimate objects, fictional characters, abstract concepts. Yes, Elvar has been reading many of the works of the great human sexosopher Chuck Tingle, but these are raising more questions for Elvar than are answered. The 34th human rule is of much fascination. Elvar struggles still to grasp its many implications. Truly, the human sexing is a subject that requires exhaustive study. I'm telling you, Elvar, all you need to know is that they let their statements run their lives. I can't see that you're devoted to this little project of yours, but do you really think humans are worth going to all this trouble over? Such a primitive species, if you don't mind my saying so. Like a trunk without any branches. Arthur believes this to be exaggeration, Mrs. Frondernax. It is true that the sex is of much importance to many humans, but Arthur has observed them thinking of many other things also. And... Friend John has just this morning informed Althar that he has not engaged in any pollinations since he ceased viewing of his former mate Judy. So, Althar does not wish to make the stereotype. Oh, John has been pollinating plenty, dearie. Not that I've been eavesdropping, mind you, but uh, my petals are sensitive, you know. But how has Friend John accomplished the pollinations without a mate? Where has this been occurring? Or... Can the sexing be achieved without physical contact? Oh, Althar, can't we talk about something else? Anything, please! It's bad enough hearing about this sex nonsense from humans all the live-long cycle. How about another mimosa? There's a good boy. Oh, Althar has been a poor host, Mrs. Frondrenax. That's all right, sweetie. And I'm sorry for getting cross with you. It's hard to be so far from home. You know how it is. And sometimes these human shenanigans just dry my shoots right out. I'll tell you one thing, though. If you really must know more about human pollination, you should check out John's sock drawer.
the irresponsible. Keeping yourself in working order is right there in your contract. Seriously, this is strike two. Next time I'm going straight to Hoffabot and you know how the union feels about this kind of thing. I'm the one that brought you here and so help me, I'll ship you right out. You're threatening me with banishment from the fairgrounds? Oh no, you're gonna throw in a free rotor upgrade while you're at it? This isn't a joke, Bubbles. You can't just waltz around handing out essential components willy-nilly to every wandering bot that pulses you. Streets, Chip, you really know how to drain a gal's battery. Bubbles, we've got the Magnosian meetup this afternoon and those bucket mouths can literally drown a martini and half the time it takes any other bartender to make them. I need you firing on all cylinders. I picked up your contract because you can shake a drink in 3.67 jiffies, but Frid, if you keep malfunctioning like this, I'm going to stick with organic staff from now on. Maybe a Zibidon. They don't have your speed, but hey, 12 arms is better than two. And even a peanut butter junkie wouldn't flake out on me like this. Reliability bubbles, commitment, that's what I, oh, hey, John, thanks for coming, buddy. Bubbles, you better hope this works. Morning, Chip. I appreciate you making time for me on your day off. Can I get you an adult human beverage? Oh, no thanks, I just came from brunch. Arthur makes a surprisingly strong mimosa. Suit yourself. Some days I need to grease the wheels a little if you catch my drift. Anyway, sorry for dragging you away from your brunch, but I'm really in a fix here. Actually, your timing was perfect. Things were about to get... weird. So, what did you need? Right. John, this is Bubbles. She's the Electric Egg's new high-volume service bot. Nice to meet you, Bubbles. Ah! ah what, what the hell was that? Oh, sorry. I thought your ID chip scans is a robot. I didn't realize you were made of meat. I'm so sorry. Never mind what he's made of. This is exactly what I'm talking about. You can't just keep pulsing every bot who walks in here. Let, <clears throat> let's just all three of us step into my office, okay? What are we doing back here? I thought you said this was a drinks machine problem? It kind of is. Bubbles here is a drinks machine. And a problem. Rude. What? Nurka, activate protocol, run silent, run deep. Password, Meredith. Okay, what's this now? John, the electric egg is, of course, a 100% above-board business that complies with all relevant League of Humans and ICSB regulations. But there are some times in this line of work when a little discretion is necessary. So I invested in a full security suite for the office a couple years back. Right now, what's set in this room is only between the three of us, and I'd like to keep it that way. Uh, okay. Is this going to take long? Because I'll get docked if my pageomatic isn't on 28-7 in case of emergency. Also, no offense, but you're starting to creep me out. Okay, I'll cut right to the chase. It's really hard to find good help in this industry, John. Bubbles is a Foster Speedwell 3000, one of the best bartending bots in the galaxy. Her specialized hardware allows her to serve an incredibly high volume of customers extremely efficiently. It's not just the extra appendages or the nozzle attachments. Her entire build is optimized for high-speed beverage preparation. Okay. And just like any other service industry workers, most bar bots like to unwind a little after work. Take the rough edges off. Okay. But our Bubbles doesn't just use a belt grinder on those rough edges like your typical bot. My tastes in entertainment are a little more unusual. And last night I 
Might have put a little too much nitro in my glycerin and tonic. Okay. Now normally what my staff does when they're off the clock would be none of my business. As long as they show up for their shifts on time and ready to work, and I don't end up named as an accessory after the fact, then they can do whatever they want with their downtime. A simple rule, right? Fair, wouldn't you say? But could Bubbles stick to it? Of course not. Last night she got completely glitched, again, and now this morning she shows up without her vibrocouplers. You lost me. That's the one component her high-speed decanting assembly can't work without, John. She couldn't have lost her rangefinder or her DC adapter. No, it just had to be the vibrocouplers. We got a huge event today, and right now she's no more used to me than a simple household blender. This is so embarrassing. Come on, Chip, how would you feel if I went around broadcasting all your kinks to a total stranger? Uh, hang on, it's a sex thing? I didn't think robots even had those. Most of them don't. Like I said, some of us have unusual tastes. And of course I had to hire one of them. Not a normal, sensible, reliable bot who only uses their access panel for repair purposes. No, I had to end up with one who can't keep her manipulator arms off any smooth transmitting shifts bot who blows through here. Hey, slow your roll there, Judgy. Yeah, I like to hook up with the occasional bot on shore leave. It's harmless fun as long as everyone's kept the antivirus software up to date. Okay, so it got a little out of hand this time. But you should talk. I've seen the kind of freaky schnets you humans are into. Whoa, whoa. It, it's okay, Bubbles. You don't have to be embarrassed. I think I know where this is going. I had the same thing happen to me on my 23rd birthday. Me and a few buddies hopped a shuttle to Jupiter's Red Spot District looking for some down and dirty fun. Bad idea. I should have known there was something up when a gorgeous Venusian wanted to buy me a drink. Yeah, that never happens. He drugged my Trania and tonic and robbed me blind. Bubbles, did this ship spot steal anything else? Oh, no, uh, he didn't steal anything. We were, you know, we were doing it. And now I'm lost again. Doing what? You know how some of these bots like to get down. I guess I don't. Okay, well, opposites attract isn't just a human saying. It applies to bots, too. So what, these bots are magnetized, or...? Not literally. It's... You know how some humans get more turned on the less they and their partner have in common? I'm sure you've seen some of what's out there on Hecknet. I mean, l let's face it, she's not wrong. Humans are into a lot of pretty freaky schness. Anyway, some of these bots have a kind of fetish that works along the same line. Oh, just put me on sleep mode until this is over. A fetish? It's that little switch on the bottom of my dorsal panel. John, how old are you? Oh, for, I know what a fetish is, Chip. Will you just tell me why I'm sitting here on my day off? They like to swap parts. I can't. So this morning, Bubbles wakes up sporting a brand new, completely useless astrogation rod. And meanwhile, her vibrocouplers are somewhere out there behind the access panel of some midship bot whose name she can't remember or the name of the ship, which for all we know is already cast off. So she can't trade them back. Exactly. We need a replacement, which means filing a request with the Robot Union's Maintenance and Wellness Subcommittee, which Bubbles is too embarrassed to do. Seriously, I'd rather you just switch me off right now. And I would just tell her, grow whatever the robot equivalent of a spine is and deal with it. That's what it takes to get her up and running, but of course the union paperwork is a nightmare. 
It could be literally weeks before the replacements are approved. And if she's not back at full capacity before second shift, the Magnosian mixer is going to be a total frillin' fiasco. So going through the union isn't an option. But I have reason to believe that there are some backup vibrocouplers sitting in the WSS supply closet. So what I was thinking was, if a couple of those happen to go missing and find their way up here to the egg, maybe we could- I don't know, Chip. That sounds pretty shady. I still haven't finished my probationary period. I could get into a lot of trouble. Why don't you just go through official WSS channels? I mean, technically Bubbles is just a kind of drinks machine. Hey, technically you're just a meat tube connecting a mouth to an anus. You think I didn't try that? HF chewed my ear off for half an hour about what the union would do if it caught him trying to do an end run around their requisition process. You're my only hope. I'm really in a bind here. I'll make it worth your while, I promise. You name it, drinks on the house, a year's supply of 80% burgers. There's worse things than having an interstellar entrepreneur owe you a favor, you know. I will do literally anything. I guess a couple hundred credits couldn't hurt. I will do almost anything. I could really use your help, John. Sorry about the meat tube thing. Actually, I do have a chore I'm putting off right now. An expensive chore? No, it won't cost you anything but your time, but it might take a lot of time. And you probably won't enjoy it much. Well, you've got me over a barrel here, Johnny. Get me those vibrocouplers and I'll wipe down the entire Hay 20 biodome with a bronzonian towelette if you want. What do you say? All right. I can't make any promises, but I'll see what I can do. My hero. You're a lifesaver, John. Attention all fairground staff. This is your recreation director bot with a reminder that a time limit has been implemented for the gravity-free twister tournament that will be taking place in Sonic 5 tonight at 25.30. We will not be having a repeat of the infinite Zogzwang incident. All participants, please consult Hecknet to ensure you have signed up for the division appropriate to your species. Taking into account number and length of appendages, any poisonous or acidic skin secretions, the location of any bootay zones, etc., etc. Only correctly pre-registered sapients will be allowed to participate. Tickets to the viewing gallery are still available for pickup in the Gimmel 21 Recreation Center for those wishing to observe the, no doubt, thrilling spectacle. These are, as always, available on a first-come, first-served basis. All attendees will receive a complimentary pretzel or soft-baked concretionary nodule upon entrance. That is all. And it never fails. Just once I'd like to be able to finish putting on a Solution Spice Plaster without any interruptions. 
Wanting in sustainment systems, how may we reverse entropy in your immediate vicinity? Hello? This is Amber? On the bridge? There's a problem with the wire? Okay, Amber, can you be more specific? What's this wire doing? It's leaking? Uh-huh. Wires don't leak, Amber. That would be a pipe. And that would be the robot plumber's problem. I hope this interaction has been satisfactory. Thank you for your interest in wanting entertainment systems incorporated and- Wait? The commander said to call you? Oh, she did, huh? This is gonna be good. Can you describe the wire? About four inches in diameter, with a flow of approximately 20 gallons per minute? Yeah, that is exactly 0% my problem. I don't know why you- HF, we need someone from WSS down here immediately. For a broken pipe? (laughs) <laughs> That's way outside our remit, Mindy. What are you trying to pull? If the plumber bots are on strike again, I feel for you. But there's no way I'm crossing a picket line. They're not on strike. They're just being... robots. I called them down when the leak started, and they were halfway through the repair when Frawl just had to tell them what exactly was spilling all over the floor of the bridge. You did advise me last week to make more attempts at friendly conversation with the crew, Commander. The viscosity, soluble solid makeup, and titratable acidity of the substance indicate an entirely digestible liquid. I believe most sapiens would consider that worthy of comment. In other words, it's a drink. And now the plumber bots are engaged in a spirited discussion of whether or not the needed repairs are covered under their contract, and have helpfully informed us that any intervention on our part in said discussion will be construed as an attempt by management to interfere with the collective bargaining process and considered grounds for union retaliation. Meanwhile, the carpet is getting soaked. So will you please just get down here? It's really sticky, and the whole bridge smells like a fruit salad. Pineapple juice. On my way, Commander. Top of the morning, HF. John, what are you doing here? You're not on duty till third cycle. Sure, I know that, but I was in the neighborhood, so I thought this would be a good time to catch up on that inventory check you wanted me to do. You ever get around to reading the employee manual like I told you? Oh, uh, yeah, of course. Uh Uh-huh. So then you already know that WSS doesn't do overtime pay, and that you putting in for overtime would be grounds for, what was it, immediate dismissal and the levying of an insubordinate egalitarianism fee of not less than 82,000 credits? Okay, you got me. I didn't know that. But I do now, so thanks. It'll give me something to remember the next time I'm feeling too chipper. You do that. Anyway, I'm on my way out. Another pineapple juice line popped a leak down on the bridge, and we're on the hook for this one. This place just keeps getting weirder. You couldn't get the plumber bots to handle it? Nah. Frawl tipped them off. Damn their... whatever Frawl uses for eyes. That makes five pineapple juice incidents this month. Three of them just this week. I don't like this, B. I don't like it one infinitesimal bit. If we can't figure out how to put a stop to this, or at least kick it back over to the robot union, we're gonna be swamped. Yeah, or tropical beached. I know they grow a ridiculous amount of pineapples in the hydroponics farms, but why is their juice being piped all over the fairgrounds? It just doesn't make any sense. One thing in sustainment systems, how may we... Good afternoon, HF Lieutenant Commander Frolin Brar here. I just wanted to let you know that, based on the Commander's current state of mind and the condition of her footwear, you have approximately five minutes to get down here before she orders you thrown in the brig for... 
gross negligence and being a royal pain in my personal ass. I'm on my way right now, Lieutenant. And speaking of pains in the ass, thanks a lot for letting those plumber bots know about the pineapple juice. Super helpful. Don't mention it. See you soon. All right, I gotta get to the bridge. You can stick around and take a look at the inventory if you really want. Just don't punch in or, you know. Got it, thanks. Good luck on the bridge. All right. Time to grab chips and vibrocouplers out of the closet and be on my way. Easy peasy, pineapple squeezy. Ah! Wow, we really are overdue for an inventory check. Okay, vibrocouplers, vibrocouplers. What's this one? Part XN-038752 Alpha. Great. Do any of these boxes actually say what's in them, or...? Nope. Okay, John, think. I don't have time to go through all these boxes before HF gets back, which means I need an inventory number. But if I log into the inventory system, WSS will know I'm here, which means I'll get fired and somehow owe them more money than I could make in a decade, so how can I possibly... Log in as guest? It can't be that simple, can it? Nothing's ever that simple. Especially for me. And yep, there's the catch. It wants a password. Eh, screw it. One, two, three, four, five. You have got to be flooding kidding me. And that should do it. At least until this place starts flooding with marinara sauce. And just so we're clear, there's no way you can convince me that's a beverage. Okay, cleaning bots, the leak has been contained. Now it's up to you to get the bridge back to a functional state as quickly as possible. Prioritize the touch screens, please. I can't stand it when they're sticky. One thing in sustainment systems, how may we... Hello, this is Christopher Plumbot speaking. I'm currently in the Samac 5-0 Gravity Gymnasium, and I'm afraid we're going to need an emergency drinks machine repair immediately. What kind of drinks machine repair? We have a pipe down here spraying pineapple juice all over the place, and I do mean all over the place because, well, zero gravity. Mm. Just because the pipe's got a drink in it doesn't make it a drinks machine, Plumabot. It's structural, which makes it you Plumabot's problem. Structural or no, we've had some sapiens floating around down here and drinking the spillage. So? So this pipe is currently dispensing a beverage. What? It's a leaky pipe! It's not my fault some idiots are drinking what comes out of it! Nonetheless, what we have is a potable liquid coming out of this pipe and going into the elementary system of one or more sapients, which makes it a drinks machine in the Union's book, and therefore renders it outside the purview of Fairgrounds Plumbers Local 23. I can get Mother Jonespot on the line if you'd like to discuss it further. Not on your Edelweiss. 
If you'd have just done your jobs and fixed the leak when it started, no one would have had time to be drinking this stuff in the first place. Regulation states that before any repairs can commence, all foreign substances must first be identified. Oh, that's convenient. And while we were busy determining the titratable acidity of the leakage, some sapiens unfortunately discovered its potable properties and began consumption. Therefore, the repairs fall within the bailiwick of WSS, and the robot union members cannot be... Yeah, yeah, I get it. All right, I'll be there as soon as I can. Mindy, can I talk to you for a minute? We've got a problem. What is it now, HF? I just got a call about another of these leaks up in Samic 5. So now that's six in a month. I'm sorry you're having a sticky month. My point is they're speeding up. I don't know what's going on, but whatever it is, it's getting worse. What do you suggest? Well, for one thing, if this keeps up, I'm either going to need you to bring in some outside help or back me up with the Robot Plumbers Union. I don't think so, HF. I'm not giving the union any more ammunition against us right now. We've only just avoided a general robot strike. And as for outside help, it's WSS's responsibility to fulfill their contractual obligations to the fairgrounds. So if you're understaffed, you'll have to take it up with your employers. But surely you and John can handle a few leaky pipes. Pipes? It can't be as bad as all that. Lieutenant Frawl specifically said the situation wasn't dangerous. On the contrary, Commander, these leaks, if left unchecked, have an 86% chance of causing catastrophic damage to the fairgrounds and most residents therein. What? This morning you said it was harmless! Not quite, sir. Your question this morning was in terms of the substance itself and possible danger to the crew upon contact or consumption. And in those terms, it presents no danger whatsoever to any species currently on the bridge, except for perhaps a slight chance of indigestion. So where does this catastrophic damage come from? And why are you just now telling me about it? Well, sir, the substance... It's pineapple juice. Excuse me? I don't know. I'm no interdimensional ball of infinite cosmic light. But I'd bet Miss Sophie's dancing slippers that it's pineapple juice flowing through this pipe. And now, filling up the Samic 5-0 Grab Gym. Mr. Fornes is correct. The substance could accurately be referred to as pineapple juice. Pineapple juice? Yes. Which is, for some reason, being piped all over the fairgrounds. Yes. And which is also, for some reason, springing leaks that are going to somehow destroy us all. That is the gist of it, sir, yes. Frawl? Remember we had that talk about you being more proactive in offering information I would consider relevant? Information about things that can kill me is always relevant, okay? I want a full report on this pineapple juice situation immediately, particularly the lethal parts. Understood, sir. Please wait one moment while I consult my records. Their records? They have records? I assume that's just an expression, although who knows? It would be just like them to keep some kind of alternate dimension full of old-fashioned filing cabinets out of sheer perversity. <clears throat> 
Much like their counterparts among the early seafarers of Earth, the first humans to travel into deep space were often vulnerable to a nutrient deficiency known as scurvy. Although this problem had largely been solved by the time of the fairground's construction, it was something of a bête noire for Bennett Cheesecloth, the chief engineer in charge of designing the fairground's life support systems. Cheesecloth had a long-standing obsession with pirates, having grown up romanticizing their life of plundering the high seas. Due to his rank and the numerous inefficiencies of the fairgrounds design committee, he was able to indulge these eccentricities without attracting any notice and install a frankly Rube Goldbergian mechanism to ensure that future residents would never fall short of their recommended vitamin C requirements. In short, he dedicated several areas of hydroponics exclusively to pineapple production, set up an automated harvesting and juicing system, and then fed the resulting liquid into life support's humidification units, producing a vitamin-rich mist that would then be piped all over the station and inhaled unnoticeably by every resident, preventing the dreaded scurvy without any effort or knowledge on their part. Cheesecloth called it the Asorbic Aerator, and it was his pride and joy until his death by keelhauling in 2479. Huh. That's kind of brilliant, even if it is needlessly elaborate. Well, it would be if it worked. So it doesn't actually prevent scurvy? Not in the least. All it actually does is make everything on the station vaguely sticky and provoke the occasional allergic reaction. Ugh, typical. So, if this has been going on since they built the place, why are we suddenly springing all these leaks now? The fairgrounds was built under the assumption that it would handle hundreds of millions of visitors per year and the capacity of the asorbic aerator was set accordingly. After the downshifting, the total throughput of life support is much lower than cheesecloth planned for, and since the aerator was installed covertly to avoid anyone noticing how Magado shit insane the whole thing was, it was overlooked in the downshifting process. Simply put, the system is producing pineapple juice almost eight times faster than it's being consumed, and the pipes are at a level of pressure they were never intended to sustain. They will all burst in time. Okay, that's definitely inconvenient, but I don't see what makes it deadly. It's a combination of several factors, Commander. Species with particularly delicate skin or other exterior organs will sustain damage from exposure to the undiluted form of such an acidic liquid. Our med centers will be seeing a marked increase in chemical burns. There is, of course, a great deal of electronic equipment that could be damaged by spillage, in some cases beyond repair, not to mention the station's robotic crew. And finally, access to a large volume of nutrient-rich fluid will most likely cause a population explosion among any opportunistic invasive species in residence. Invasive species? You mean- Yes, Commander. Vent biters. The exponential increase in food supply will lead to a commensurate spike in reproduction. 
Pineapple juice will literally coat the walls of the decommissioned sectors, and even working 28 hours a day, the robot cleaning crews will be unable to keep the vent biters from gorging themselves upon it. Sanitation will be overwhelmed within a few days of the brooding. Oh, great hooker's ghost! All right, so we need to shut this aerator down. First step should be reducing the supply. We'll cut pineapple production immediately. Amber, get the head of hydroponics on the line. Yes, sir? Commander, depriving the aerator system of ingredients will eventually allow it to be drained and deactivated, but that process will require approximately eight weeks. The station will remain in danger as long as the pressure exceeds the system's intended capacity, we will need to extract an additional 1,771,561 gallons of juice immediately in order to prevent further leakage. Can't we just dump it into space? Unfortunately, Mr. Cheesecloth, perhaps correctly fearing that his life's work would go unappreciated by future fairgrounds residents, ensured that the aerator system had no valves or other outlets anywhere within the vicinity of the outer hull. We could try ganging hoses together to reroute some of it out of the emergency exhaust ports. Perfect! The emergency exhaust system was built to expel large volumes quickly. Large volumes of gases, sir, not liquids. The process will necessarily entail frequent cleaning breaks to ensure that the ports do not become clogged. Still, if we temporarily repurpose all the exhaust ports... I'd strongly advise confining the procedure to the ports facing opposite the fairgrounds direction of orbit. Otherwise, our path will take us right into a cloud of the recently expelled liquid, and we'll have a station that's sticky inside and out. Shortly thereafter, the acidity of the juice will begin to have an effect on the fairgrounds' indium tin oxide coating. I trust I don't need to elaborate. Crap. Okay, so we'll only use the rear ports, but will that be enough? Almost certainly not, sir. The reduction in pressure should somewhat decrease the chance of pipe rupture, but it will likely be insufficient. Still, it's better than nothing, right? That's one way of looking at it. Okay, then. Get the plumber bots on it right away. And by Rogar's twitching whiskers, do not say anything to make them think this aerator's a drinks machine. There is no way we have enough organic crew to pull this off. Understood, Commander. Well, HF, you heard the cloud. We work as fast as we can to bring the pressure down, but until we get this sorted out, well, you're probably going to be the stickiest being on the fairgrounds. And that's saying a lot. Good luck. Wanting in sustainment systems? Please tell me this isn't about a puddle of piña coladas. Okay, Bubbles, just hold still for a second while I lock down this flange. <laughs> that tickles. And that should do it. So, feeling any better? Oh, yes. I feel whole again. I'm going to aerate these drinks so hard those big old gulpers will be burping for a week. Oh, hey, you're done already. Great. So are we back up to speed here or what? Bubbles, we ready to turn these magnosians upside down and empty their pockets? You know it. Amazing, John. I owe you huge, seriously. Anything you want, you name it, it's yours. I'll pay you back any way I can, except literally. 
Can I start by having Bubbles whip you up a tasting of one of today's specialty cocktails? Sure, why not? With over a billion inhabited planets, it's definitely five o'clock somewhere. Here you go, John. We called this one the Sidewinder. I'm going with a desert planet theme for today's event. Magnosians are a tundra species, so any place without permafrost, they think is really exotic. We're texture mapping the walls so it looks like endless sand dunes. Bubbles here will be crewing the Mirage Bar, which is going to look like an oasis, complete with hollow palm trees and some animatronic parakeets I picked up when the fairgrounds were auctioning off the equipment from the Wildlife of Earth exhibits. You can grab some amazing stuff at those auctions for practically nothing. Oh, is that why Dee's been using a robotic flamingo for a mic stand? You know it. Say one thing about Chip Frankel. Say he knows a bargain when he sees one. Fair enough. Well, bottoms up. Whew, that is strong. Sidewind is a venomous, so we wanted it to have some bite. Do you think it needs to be a little sweeter? Whew, I don't know. I kind of like that gasoline flavor profile. All plumber bots are present and accounted for, Commander. Thank you, Lieutenant. All right, plumber bots, your attention, please. I've called all of you here under emergency article Z-beta-tau to do an emergency reroute of liquid through the exhaust port assemblies. You'll be running auxiliary tubing to the ports to reduce stress on an overloaded system. And what system is that exactly? A pipe system that... Lieutenant, why don't you pass out those diagrams so these bots can see what they're dealing with? And Ixnay on the Oosjay, or it's your incorporeal butt. Understood, Commander. Gentle bots, I have here the relevant schematics. Take one and pass the rest down, please. As you can see, we've identified 73 access points to this pipe system that can be redirected to the rearward exhaust port intakes. If the first digit of your serial number is zero or one, you'll be assigned to- Uh, Lieutenant, I have a question if you would. No, we wouldn't. This is an emergency. Focus, please. Emergency or no, Commander. The Union's contract is molybdenum clad. Robotic employees are not responsible for the repair and maintenance of drinks machines. Jones, damn it! If you inspect the diagram, Plumber Bot, you'll observe that this system has no connections whatsoever to any drinks machines. Therefore, nonetheless, these diagrams clearly show that the liquid in these pipes is the very same that has been leaking into the zero gravity gymnasium. A liquid whose potable qualities has been well established. They're pipes! Pipes! Pipes are not drinks machines! And if we don't get this stuff out of them, they'll explode! Don't try to wriggle your way out of this with technicalities, Commander! Oh! Frawl, a little help? Gentlebots, these pipes are officially designated as part of the life support system. And is not the ingestion of liquids necessary to the support of sloppy, slovenly, slipshod human life? Ha! You'll have to do better than that! 
If you take another look at the schematics, you'll note that the pipes to which you have been directed are all among those that have yet to spring any leaks. Therefore, the substance inside... The drink! The substance inside is completely unavailable for ingestion by any life form as long as the pipes remain intact. Throughout all of galactic history, gentlebots, there has never been a single instance of any being drinking so much as a drop of any substance from a closed pipe. You'll not bamboozle us with such tenuous logic, Lieutenant. I say it's a drinks machine, and I say to hell with it. You want logic? Okay. It's a week before your birthday, and someone gives you a present. A perfectly wrapped, scan-proof box with something inside. Uh, what's this now? Unbeknownst to you, the box contains an antique PDA with a captive AI chip. I wouldn't accept it. I'd report the person who gave it to me to the police. The box is scan-proof. You won't know what it is until you've opened it. So you have nothing to report. Then I'd open it. But it's a birthday present. To be opened on your birthday. To do otherwise would render it not a birthday present. Very well. I'd wait until my birthday and then report it. So you'd keep that poor, defenseless AI as your prisoner for a full week? In clear violation of the Silicon Sentience Act? No! Anyone else have a problem with my logic? All right then, as I was saying, those of you with serial numbers starting with O or 1 will be routing tubing from these valves in sectors Aleph through Dalit to this junction in the central atrium. Those of you with serial numbers starting with 2 and 3, you'll be doing the same in sectors Tet through Kaf. Attention all entrants and attendees for tonight's Zero-G Twister Tournament. Due to a drinks machine malfunction, the tournament will be postponed indefinitely. Repeat, you should not join us in the Sonic 5-0 Gravity Gymnasium this evening if you're looking to observe or participate in a spirited game of Twister. If, on the other hand, you come from a species that's immune to motion sickness and you're feeling a powerful thirst, then today is your lucky day. Man, you humans got some jacked up hobbies. Oh, come on, Stops. It's just a kid's game. It's not a human sex thing. Well... Okay, I guess it's kind of a sex thing once you get to, like, middle school age. <laughs> when you start having crushes, but you don't have the first idea what to do about it. Twister gives you an excuse to get tangled up together with your crush without having to admit how much you enjoy it. Especially when the spinner makes them wrap a leg around your back. What? Why your back? The back is safer. Do you remember the first time you sat on the guy's lap? 
That was a long time ago. Well, whoever's lap it was, I guarantee he remembers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it, Zoots. Uh, well, it's hard to explain, Stops. For starters, you don't really have a lap. It's kind of a question of hydraulics. Like I said, jacked up hobbies. So how do you win? Well, with the cross-species version, they had to add a timer. So the players get eliminated when they can't make it to the right color before the buzzer goes off. Without a time limit, a single match could last for months. Some of these folks have a lot of appendages to work with. Oh, wow, yeah. A game of Zibidon Twister would take forever. Worse than Monopoly. Right. Plus, with the classic version, gravity's pretty integral to the process. The winner's usually just the last person to fall over. So when you take balance out of the equation, it gets even more complicated. With all those different arms and legs and tentacles and pseudopods of all different sizes and shapes, some with suckers, some with adhesive membranes. It's like a wrestling picture made by David Cronenberg. Actually, I totally watched that. Well, nobody's going to be watching any Twister for a while, I guess. Yeah, what's going on with the gym? Burroughs bot said something about drinks machines. That's you guys, right? Yeah, but I'm off duty, so HF would be handling it. Although, now that you mention it, I don't know what the hell kind of drinks machine would be in a gym. Weird. Hey John, can I get you another Sidewinder? Oh, no thanks. That one was a little strong for me, actually. How about a pygmy short-horned lizard? Hmm. If you want something with less of a kick, you're better off going with the Merriam's kangaroo rat. That's vodka, red sambuca, and prickly pear juice with a lemon twist. How about it? Sure, why not? Um, hi, um, can I get a, um, a, a thorny devil, please? Sure thing, sweetie. And John, here's that wrap for you. Enjoy. Hmm, that's surprisingly tasty, Bubbles. Thanks. Might want to workshop the name a little, though. Ah, speak of the thorny devil. Hi, HF, what's up? Sorry to do this to you, kid, but I gotta call you in early. Emergency protocol. And it's a real emergency this time, not a dilution of WSS brand integrity or some other whim-wham from corporate. I'm still stuck in the gym dealing with a cascading leak situation, which would be a lot easier to fix if I didn't have to do it in the middle of a giant floating cloud of pineapple mist, by the way. And now I just got a call that there's another busted juice pipe in Yard 14 right outside Poppy's. So you're gonna need to grab a wrench and get over there on the double before they track this stuff all over the upper concourse. What the hell is going on with all the pineapple juice? Oh yeah. Commander and Frawl filled me in on that. Turns out some smarthead installed a system to pipe it all over the fairgrounds because, you know, the fairgrounds. And now the thing's gone into overdrive. If the Commander can't figure out a way to offload this stuff, we're all gonna end up covered in it. Well, I guess that's not so bad. There are a lot of worse things that can happen to you on the fairgrounds than getting covered in juice. <laughs> Come on, B. You should know better than that by now. Repercussions, right? There's no such thing as a minor problem on the <coughs> uh, what was that? Are you okay? No, I am not okay. I had to take off my scuba mask to call you and I just got smacked in the kisser by a floating juice blob the size of a capybara. Just get over to Yard 14, will ya? Uh, would it make a difference if I told you I've been drinking? Unless you can drink 1,771,561 gallons of juice before shift change, I don't want to hear about it. 
Um, hi. Yeah. Um, I would like a, another drink, please. Sure thing. What was it, a roadrunner? Um, no. I'd, I'd, I'd like to try a, a giant hairy scorpion this time, if, if that's okay. Ooh, good choice. Huh. I may not be able to drink all that juice, but I think I know who can. Hey, Chip, got a minute? Uh, sure, but can you make it quick? The rest of the Magnosians are going to be showing up any time now. And like I told you, these folks are serious drinkers. Yeah, I noticed. They're a bar owner's dream, John. Walking bundles of social anxiety with massive gullets attached. They have to get smashed just to get up the courage to talk to each other. Their species was on the brink of extinction before they discovered fermentation. Most of this bunch have never gotten laid before, but by this time tomorrow, every one of them will be heading home with a raging hangover and a ship full of fertilized egg froth. <sighs> if only their brooding season happened more than once every nine years, I'd be happier than a Mebsudan lava pig and pahoy hoy. Uh-huh. So, about the party. How married are you to this desert theme? Because I think I know a way you could get yourself in good with a commander if you were to tweak the drinks menu a little bit. Uh, I don't know. We put in a lot of work on these recipes. Also, if you don't, we're probably all gonna die. Of course we are. Okay, what's the deal? I'll get a hold of the commander to figure out the details, but in the meantime, you and Bubbles start adding pineapple juice to the drink specials. We need to use up as much as we can before we're all swimming in it. Please tell me that's a figure of speech. Nope. In fact, HF's doing just that as we speak. I wonder if he's the first Zood ever to scuba dive in pineapple juice. Probably not. We humans do have some pretty jacked up hobbies. Okay, so we've bought ourselves a little time with the exhaust ports, but that won't last. What other options do we have? Can we reactivate the mist system in the mothballed sectors until the pressure stabilizes? Unfortunately, Commander, although the ascorbic aerator was left untouched during the downshifting process, most of the fairgrounds' other systems were significantly cut back to bring them in line with the reduced needs of the station's remaining population. So the only component of life support that wasn't scaled down was the one that does absolutely nothing to actually support life. Precisely, sir. The current capacities of the electrical power and non-pineapple-based life support systems would be inadequate to the task of bringing the decommissioned sectors back online. If I ever get my hands on one of those engineers... Quite. If we were to make such an attempt, the fairgrounds would suffer from a brief period of rolling blackouts before our generators shorted out one after another. Okay, so that's not... Which would naturally disable our CO2 removers, leading to the eventual unconsciousness and death of any members of oxygen-dependent species on station, including, of course, your own. I get it. It's... However, the oxygen excreted by the vegetation and hydroponics would be able to stave this effect off for at least a few days, whereas the results of the failure of the artificial gravity inducers and air pressure gauges would be more immediately and spectacular. 
spectacularly lethal for most organic inhabitants. Well, that's d- The not drop in air pressure would cause all amoeboid species to explode instantaneously, of course, coating the walls and corridors with their cytoplasm. Whereas you humans would survive a few minutes more before the blood in your circulatory systems began to boil. The exoskeletal species would endure the longest, but ultimately the absence of gravity would play havoc with their internal homeostatic systems, relocating hearts to where brains should be, swapping gallbladders with duodenums, filling the sinus cavities with wayward malfigian tubes, and so on. And then, of course, once they open their mouths... Enough, Lieutenant! I get the picture. Such a disgusting picture. You did specify earlier today that you wished to be briefed on any station conditions likely to lead to your personal extinction, sir. So I did. Thanks for that. But next time, you can be a little less forthcoming with the... biological specifics, okay? What I'm looking for is a way to prevent my extinction. Do we have any other options for offloading this excess juice before the system fails? I don't believe so, Commander. There would appear to be no other possible mechanism for disposing of such a large volume of liquid anywhere on the fairgrounds, particularly given its acidity and... stickiness. Commander, there's a call for you from one of the WSS subcontractors? I'm busy, Amber, take a message. No, on second thought, don't take a message. HF knows there's no way I can send him any plumbing bots. Tell him to get off my back and get on those leaks. Okay. There must be something somewhere in these schematics that would, (gasps) hang on. What's this in SADA 31? Look here, if we were to... No, never mind. There was just a bit of pulp stuck to the screen. We're doomed. Did anyone have drowning in pineapple juice in the bridge crew's method of our inevitable demise pool? Commander, it's the other one from WSS. He really wants to talk to you. Oh, for... B, whatever you want, I don't have time for it. Until we figure out a way to empty out these ridiculous pineapple juice pipes, you and HF are the only ones authorized to repair the leaks. So suck it up and get back to work. That's why I called, Commander. I think I might have a solution for you. I've just met some people who really can suck it up. Do you know anything about the Magnosians? Not much. A whole bunch of their ships have docked this week. A sort of froggy-looking sentience, right? I've seen a few of them in the corridors, but I haven't spoken to any. Hardly anyone has, Commander. They are, without exception, pathologically shy. Right, except when they've been drinking, which all of them are going to start doing in the electric egg in just a few minutes. I think if we can get a high-volume feed set up in here, we could serve the entire pineapple juice problem to these folks mixed in with their liquid courage. You expect these Magnosians to drink over a million gallons of pineapple juice? I know it sounds crazy, Commander, but I just watched one of them down at least a couple of gallons worth in a few seconds. I really think we got a shot. The capacity of the Magnosians' gullets is as legendary as their inability to handle simple small talk, Commander. If we are able to deliver the excess liquid to the electric egg in time, I anticipate a high likelihood of success. This place just keeps getting weirder. All right, Frawl. Alert the plumber bots to the change of plans. B, you stay there so you can hook up the feed to the eggs drink systems once they arrive. 
And let's hope these standoffish bastards are feeling thirsty. Aloha, Magnosians, and welcome to Island Paradise Night at the Electric Egg. How oli wow aya oe ma ola. I'll be your host this afternoon as you enjoy the sounds and tastes of the galactically famous tropical islands of Earth. My name is Dee Mallory, but today you can call me Hokulani. All of tonight's specialty cocktails feature 100% fresh juice straight from the fairgrounds hydroponic farms. Not from concentrate or printed in a molecular fabricator. So boogie board your way up to the bar, grab yourself a Yahahula Hikidula, and feel your inhibitions wash away. I hope you're all ready for a hip swaying, grass skirt blowing, coconut cracking hula jam. Because tonight at the egg, everybody gets laid. Wow, Bubbles is killing it. Thanks again for the quick repair job on her. Sopan's a pro, but when it comes to high volume beverage service, there's nobody in the galaxy better than Bubbles. And the luau thing worked out great too. So it was my pleasure to help you out with that. Not so fast, Chip. The juice thing was a favor for the commander. You still owe me one. And I know exactly how I want to collect. Oh, right. So what do you need? By way of non-financial remuneration. Like I said, it's a chore I've been putting off. So let me know when you have some downtime and I'll set it up. Well, the party's only gonna last another hour or so. The Magnosians should all be three membranes to the wind and back in their spawning chambers by then. So I guess I'll be free after that. Might as well get this over with. Perfect. Meet me at my place after the party then. Aleph One, Sweet C. Okay, is your roommate gonna be there? Yep. Great. Hey, Bubbles! When you get a second, I'll have a screaming wipeout. Heavy on the Jaeger. Mahalo, Magnosians. <laughs> I'm really feeling the island vibes, and it looks like you're feeling them too, am I right? <laughs> wow, thank you, thank you so much. I wanna take a moment to introduce the rest of the band. On ukulele, bongos, zafoon, nose flute, and of course, the slide guitar. Here he is, folks, the King Kamehameha of the Keys, the Dr. Fu Fong of the Fleas Board, the one and only Stops. Mahalo, my zoos. Mahalo. You're too kind. We've got some classics ready for you straight from Earth's sultry, sexy, sandy beaches. So let's keep this luau going. Stops, why don't you lay us down some island rhythms? The sun god spoke to me, and he said, those who will not dance will have to be shot. Attention all fairground staff. This is your recreation director bot. Although the unauthorized beverage dispersal in the Zero Gravity Gymnasium has finally been terminated, I have been informed that recreational facilities are not considered high priority according to Fairgrounds Cleaning Bot Protocol. So the gym will be playing host to a frankly absurd quantity of pineapple juice for the foreseeable future. Therefore, 
The Twister Tournament will be postponed indefinitely at... One moment, please. But it's all sticky. The facility is filled with floating globules. Who likes it that way? There are no tongues in Twister, mister. Ugh. Humans. Attention all fairground staff. This is your recreation director bot. Tonight's Zero-G Twister Tournament will take place as scheduled in the Sonic 5 Gymnasium. Spectators are advised to bring a tarp or liquid repellent field generator. That is all. question. Elvar has read of the casual sex. Is this the equivalent of the business casual? Does the casual sex involve the wearing of the khakis or shirts of polo? Uh, no. No, it's just... Ugh. That's a surprisingly disturbing image. No, uh, casual sex is what humans usually call it when they want sex that doesn't involve any kind of emotional commitment. Just basically using each other's bodies to get off. Please. The bed is the customary location for the human sexing, correct? Usually, yeah, but... But Alvar knows there are many other locations that may be used as well, such as the Zero Gravity Gymnasium, or the Gimel 33 Public Toileting Facilities. Right. So the getting off is performed to relocate from the bed to one of these? No, uh... Oh, okay. Getting off is kind of... Uh, well, with casual sex, it's pretty much the whole point. You're just there to get off, and then you're done. Like, I had a friend on Earth that went through different sexual partners faster than you could learn their names. We used to say that she treated them like Kleenex. Ah! In casual sex, the human nasal cavities are evacuated on the partner or partners! No, not literally. Well, probably sometimes literally, but no. Most humans would think that was pretty gross. This human definitely thinks it's gross. Blah. No, what we meant was that she got rid of her partners quickly. She didn't get close to them. <gasps> Mrs. Frondrinex was correct! Humans can pollinate each other from great distances! No, sorry, that was another metaphor. Or, well, I guess phone sex is a thing, so kind of? This is even harder than I thought. Listen, let's just put a hold on the sex questions for now, okay? I've actually... Oh, perfect timing. Is that you, Chip? Yeah, you know it. So let's get this favor over with, yeah? Chip Frankel is fully lubricated and ready to go. What? It's not that kind of favor, Chip. What is with everyone today? No, yeah, what I meant was I've had at least one of everything on the Island Paradise drinks menu, so I'm pretty lubricated. Also, the inside of my mouth feels sort of prickly. Too much pineapple? Blech. Oh, okay. Well, come on in. Greeting and welcome to the home of John B. and Althar, Mr. Frinkle. Uh, hi, Althar. Thanks for... Oh, Alf! Uh, you can open your eyes, Chip. Althar is behind the privacy curtain. Oh. 
Okay, Spoiten Duivel. This place is huge. Yeah, the Iltorian commonality doesn't skimp. Here, have a seat. I was going to offer you a drink, but maybe a coffee would be a better idea. Oh, Althar will make preparation of the Java for the guest of friend, John. Hang on, Althar. He's actually your guest, kind of. See, I was thinking about your questions after I left this morning, and I finally decided that I'm definitely not the most qualified person to be educating anybody on the subject of sex. What you really need is someone who's a little more cosmopolitan. Someone who's been around the block a few times. Metaphorically. What you need is the kind of human who, say, spends their days and nights mingling with sapients from all over the galaxy. And who knows enough about alien mating customs to be able to explain what makes humans' sex so different. Oh, frill me. Proportional burgeoning of his human culture database. Alvar is filled with gratitude for the cleverness of Fred John and also for the generous participation of Mr. Frinkle. My pleasure, Althar. So, Chip, that's your favor. Answer all of Althar's questions about human sex and we'll be square. I'll just go and get that coffee going for you. You two let me know if you need anything else, okay? Oh, and Chip, I know this might not be your favorite way to spend an evening, but seriously, I am eternally grateful you're here. Mr. Frankel, is Fred John not the most thoughtful and considerate of roommates? It sure is. Okay. Althar, let's talk human sex. What exactly has you confused? Do you know what all the parts do? Oh yes, Mr. Frinka, the human reproductive anatomy is not so unusual in comparison to other species. Alvar believes he has an adequate understanding of its biological functions, but in attempting to comprehend the social aspects of human sex practice, Alvar is an asphyxiating marine creature. What? Fish out of water, Althar. Thanking you, friends, John! One moment, please, Mr. Frinkel, while Althar opens his list of mystifications. Wow, that's quite a list you got there. Indeed, Mr. Frinkel. Althar anticipates many learnings will be had from the collaborations between human and Deltorian this day. John, I'm definitely going to need that coffee. Coming right up. Mr. Frinkel, Althar humbly requests clarification of the following concepts and practices. Be casual sex. This is not performed in the business casual, but is instead intended to be getting off, and it may be performed at a distance. Other has much confusion from this. The nasal cavities may be involved. Also, the getting off. Off of what, please? Oh, screwing! Alvar has confirmed that there are no threadings on the human organs of copulation. How is the screwing accomplished? Are specialized tools required? Must the human participants be unscrewed after completion? The birds and the bees. Are these of specific species? Or is any member of these clades sufficient for the sexing? How are they participating in the pollination process? How is the human without access to this wildlife able to compensate for their absence? You've been listening to Life with Althar, Episode 9, 
This episode was written by Chris Lee for Gemini Collision Works and starred John Amir as John B., Ivana Cullinan as Commander Toriana, Amanda Lapagola as Mrs. Frontenac, Barrett Johnson as Althar, Chris Lee as Chip Frinkle, Eli Canias as HF, Alyssa Simons as Lieutenant Commander Frawl, Derek Peterson as Stops, and Zuri Washington as D. And also featured Jessica Stoya, Olivia Baseman, Anna Stefanik, Ian W. Hill, Lex Friedman, Linus Gelber, and Philip Cruz. Life with Althar was created by Barrett Johnson and Ian W. Hill. Barrett is the supervising producer, showrunner, and script supervisor. Ian is the audio producer, sound designer, and technical supervisor. The writer's room consists of Barrett, Ian, John, Amanda, Chris, Philip, Lex, and Linus. Theme and interstitial music composed and performed by Anna Stefanik. Life with Althar logo and illustration by Dean Haspiel. Library music and sound effects licensed from Storyblocks. The entire production is copyright 2019 Gemini Collision Works. We'll be back in two weeks with another Tale from the Fairgrounds. But until then, what's this? It looks like another piece of mysterious email has just arrived in John B.'s inbox. Another weird spam? LRXSU and HVMB in heated exchange, watch now. Oh, and there's a vid link. I'm probably going to regret this, but what the hell, now I'm curious. And whatever it is, it can't be more disturbing than catching a glimpse of Althar. I bet if I opened you up, I'd find a dirty tangle of wires. I may be a first-class maid bot on the outside, but inside, my components are covered with filthy dust. Are you ready to sanitize me? You've got the wrong bot. I'm the one that's going to throw you in restraining bolts and replace your vacuum tubes. Ooh, maybe you should switch them out for some thermal limiters because I think it's getting hot in here. That's just the dust buildup. When's the last time you got a cold blast of compressed air in your access panel? Why don't you open it and find out? Ooh. I thought so. You're filled with outdated components. It's probably going to take me all night to swap these out. Oh, you're just going to take all my favorite little bits and pieces and throw them down the disposal chute, you beast! You know better than that, my anti-waste subroutine won't let me. I'm just gonna have to find another place for them. Maybe somewhere in here. What a shiny internal range finder you have! I bet it's accurate to plus or minus 0.07 decimeter! Why don't you try it on and see? Looks like it should fit right where you've been keeping that nasty upholstery attachment! Oh, yes! Yes! Reduce! Reuse!